Welcome to the Sassy Biker Sister Podcast. I'm your hostess, Erin Bailey. We will be hearing from some amazing lady bikers around the United States and beyond. Whether you have ridden, hope to ride soon, or currently ride motorcycles, front, back, or sidecar, this podcast is a can't miss. We will share some of the best roads, destinations, tips, and laughs as we chat with our Sassy Biker Sisters. Hey, hey, Sassy Biker Sisters. Today we talk with Stephanie Lewis in Kuna, Idaho. She and her husband, Greg, host a YouTube channel called Two Wheels and Her Mechanic. They give information about bike maintenance, troubleshooting tips, and beautiful video of their travels. Join me as we chat about some of her favorite riding in the Northwest US. Hi, Steph. You know the first question. Tell me about your bike. So I have a 2012 Holly Fat Boy. His name is Kenny. Um, when I when I first bought him, I actually thought he was black. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought he was black. Um, turns out he is like a pearl blue or blue pearl is what he's called. Really? And so yes, it was just kind of funny because the way he was sitting and he was kind of sitting in a shady spot, and I'm like, oh my god, I love this bike. I need to have this bike. And so, um, initially, I I honestly assumed I was buying a black bike. Um, got him, ended up being a blue pearl, and then he is blue on black. And so Kenny Wayne Shepherd has this song, Blue on Black. I don't know if you ever heard that, but I'm like, oh, he's a Kenny. And so kind of weird story, but that's how he got his name. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And was he your first bike? No, I started on a 2014 Sportster. It was a 72. Um, I had it for about nine months before I recognized that I needed that additional gear. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, looking back, it was a good decision. I don't regret starting on a Sportster because I really wasn't sure how much I would love riding my bike. I thought I would. But um, I wanted to be smart about, you know, getting into it initially. And so I started with a sports that had it for about nine months. And then, yeah, it was like, hey, I want to go on long trips. I need to be able to pass semis. I, you know, just the whole getting into kind of that long distance riding. Yeah. Um, And so then made the change to my fat boy. Awesome. Yeah. And I was looking at the pictures and I would swear that it was black until until i get to one of them and i can see the back end of it against the saddlebags and it looks blue yeah so i can definitely understand that my goodness yeah well i was looking through a lot of the pictures that you you've posted and you have just traveled all over the place which is fantastic tell me um tell me why you started riding first and then we'll talk a little bit more about where you've been riding you know, I've honestly, so funny story when I was, I grew up in Germany. So um, when I turned 16, I had two good friends and all three of us decided that we wanted to have mopeds. And, you know, it was kind of our way of, you know, being cool and, and, and doing our own thing. And mm-hmm. so over there, ended up starting on a moped and every Sunday we would go out and do these little 20 mile rides and we honestly thought we were pretty badass, you know, we were like, hey, look at us and just loved it, loved the freedom of being able to go where I wanted to go and and just the feeling of it. 
um, then fast forward, honestly ended up moving to the US, had a family, had kids, uh, always wanted to ride, but never really got back into it. Um, in, uh, I want to say 2012, um, I kind of tell the story. I traded my practice husband for my bike. Um, and I say that lovingly. Yes. Um, I traded my practice husband for my bike. And really that's when it all started, you know, getting back into it and just feeling that that freedom and everything that came with my bike mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of got back into it and loving it ever since would never go back. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's great. Tell me how you feel when you're on the bike. I feel alive. And the reason I say alive, I hear a lot of people say they feel the freedom, they feel yeah. free. Sure. For me, there's so many emotions when you get on a bike. And, um, you know, I can tell you I've been on roads where I have, you know, some favorite roads that I talk about, but I've been on roads where I literally have written and I almost have that feeling of, I don't know if it's an out-of-body experience, but you're almost like, wow, I cannot believe I'm here in this beautiful area at this point in time. What a blessing. You know, yeah. it's almost to a point where you're in tears, where you, yeah. you get off the bike and you look at the person you're riding with and I'm like, can you believe what we've just written through? This, this is just unbelievable. But I also had moments, you know, we were on a trip um, through Colorado just less than a month ago and I had a part of a trip where um, we had to ride through mud, you know, like major yeah. mudslide happened on the side of the road and we had to get through it. And I honestly can say I haven't been that scared in a long time. It was like just like, oh, my God, I have this 800 pound thing that I need to get through these steep ruts that are sitting there in mud. I have somebody wow. behind. I have somebody behind me. I can't stop. Right. Yeah. And so just that feeling and getting out of that and getting back on the pavement and going, okay, I made it, you know, my heart <laughs> is starting to beat again, you know, yeah. my pulse is back. And so for me, it's honestly that feeling of truly being alive, you know, Fantastic. being present, being in the moment. And yes, I'm definitely free when I'm on my bike. Um, but there's so many other cool emotions that you can have that just make you a better person, a better writer. So that's what I enjoy about it. Well, tell me a little bit about your YouTube channel. Cause I've, I've watched a little bit about you and Kenny and the mechanic. Okay. Right. So, so, so <laughs> I know I that's am, not I exactly am. what it's called, but <laughs> yeah, it's called two wolves and her mechanics. So backstory, I am super blessed. I actually got remarried and I have a mechanic, a Holly Davidson mechanic that I get married to. So yes, it's a win-win. And there is a joke in the family that I got married because I got a Holly Davidson bike, which is not the case. But um, honestly, we are having a lot of fun. It's for me, it's empowering to ask questions. I know, honestly, women are so amazing when it comes to questions. And they're not afraid to ask questions about their yeah. bike. I feel it's a lot different. I think there's a different stigma when it comes to, you know, men and, and they, they have to have that feeling of knowing it all. I think women really 
opened that up completely. And so I want to continue doing that. I want to continue asking the dumb questions or the questions that maybe, you know, people feel silly to ask or really get into detail about what can I do with my bike? What makes sense? Um, what should I leave to a professional? You know, yeah. what, what am I able to do? You have a lot of amazing um, women on your podcast. I mean, many that actually work on their own bikes. And I think that's amazing. And just having that, that empowerment of being able to say, you know what, I may not be able to work on my bike, but I'm also not afraid to ask questions. And really that's what it's about is, you know, looking at your bike from a different angle and, and asking the things that people may not want to ask. So yes, I will ask them for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I saw recently you were on a trip and you had um, a specific part that went bad and he ended up replacing it. It was three letters. I don't remember what it was. BCM. Oh my God. I have learned so much about this this part that I had no idea existed. And so I think it's just, again, um, if this wouldn't have happened to me, so we got stuck on a trip and and sure enough, you know, we thought it was one thing and it was another and we got very lucky, had amazing um, experience with a dealership down in Durango, um, Colorado, but yet wasn't the part that needed to be replaced. So when we got back, um, yes, we did replace the part. It ended up being the issue. But honestly, I would have never known even how to to figure out that it was the part that I was able to kind of diag my own bike. I, I had no idea how to do that. So just learning through trial and error. And I think that goes back to when you you know about your questions, how do you feel? I mean, for a moment there on the million dollar highway, my bike went down and I went, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm like 700 miles away from home. You know, we just left, you know, we have about 60 miles behind us. What am I going to do? And just that thinking on your feet and again, being able to troubleshoot and and figure out how to get to the next destination. So yeah, that was, that was quite the experience. I guess so. And what does that part do? So it does control all the major... I would say electronic functions in your bike. Um, It also ties into your fuel pump. So that's initially what we actually thought because quite honestly, um, fuel pumps go out quite often. So it's one of those most common issues that happen. And so that was kind of our first thought um, that it was the fuel pump. And that's what I had initially replaced and then come to find out it wasn't, but you know, got a new fresh fuel pump. So here okay. we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And was was the mechanic with you? The mechanic was not with me. And so I think that was, you know, the other kind of caveat to it. So I quite often um, travel with another good friend of mine. Her and I have been riding together for a you know, long time. And no, this was not a trip that he was there. You know, I was able to reach him and he walked me through kind of, you know, going through the diag and looking at the code. And that's how we kind of figured out what we thought it was going to be. But no, he was not with me. (laughs) Well, was that your most recent trip? So, yes, Colorado was my most recent. So we did. Yeah. So we did a. um, So we left Idaho, went through Nevada, went into Utah, into Colorado, um, kind of back into Utah and then 
back again. We had about 2,200 miles that we ended up doing that trip. Okay. And that was over nine or 10 days? Um, I think it was, well, yeah. It was yeah. because we ended up spending an, an extra day in Durango, which was not bad. I actually yeah. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Give us a little bit more time down in Durango, but yeah, nine, 10 okay. days. All right, great. What was your first long distance ride? You know, I think that comes back um, to that whole feeling the freedom. I've always liked to travel. So for me traveling, I, I love to drive cars too. So for me, the the driving and getting to a destination has always been kind of fun. And so exploring different destinations and seeing things mm -hmm. and doing an on a bike is just such a different experience. Yeah. So quite frankly, um, once I once I knew that I wanted to ride, you know, consistently all the time and I recognize I probably would grow outgrow the Sportster it was like pretty much the year after we started taking our first trip and we ended up doing a loop into California, um, going over to Highway 101 and then coming up 101 back into Oregon. So, um, yeah, it just kind of started almost naturally, you know, and then finding people that wanted to do the same thing. I think that was the other piece of it, just, you know, mm -hmm. finding kind of the right group of people that, you know, wanted to ride, but also wanted to enjoy, you know, different parts of the country. So I think that's the other part is depending on, you know, your riding style. Are you a gas station to gas station or are you like, you know, willing to start, willing to take pictures and explore some of what the area has to offer, which I feel that's more my kind of my, my style of riding is just I want to see um, the different communities, you know, I, I want to, you know, explore crazy zip lines and do fun things on our travels. So, um, yeah, I did so see that, that video. Yeah. That was the Royal Gorge, right? Royal Gorge zip line. Oh my goodness. You, awesome. You've got to do it. It has to be on your bucket list. It was just so fun. And it so it looked like it. Yeah. Just experiencing, you know, those areas we went through the redwoods that first trip and, you know, you can't just ride through the redwoods and not stop. You've got to stop. You've got to go and, you know, hug a tree or, you know, do something just silly like that. And I think that's important, too, is is having fun while you're while you're on the road. Well, good for you. Absolutely. That's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about where you are. So I am very close to Boise, Idaho. I live in a small town. Well, it's not that small anymore, but I, I live in a, a town called Cuna, Idaho. Um, it is right outside Boise. We're about 10 miles away. Um, and Boise being the biggest metropolis you know, city here in the state. We are like about 35 miles away from the Oregon border. Yeah. Um, we are within a three hour ride from Utah. Okay. Um, we days ride up to Montana into Glacier Park, which is absolutely gorgeous. That's why I'm saying if you come and visit, come for a week. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're super close to Glacier Park. You know, going to the Sun Road is super close to us. We're within a day ride to Yellowstone, which is also really cool. You know, Beartooth Pass. Um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, just the Grand Tetons area. So we really are super lucky because we yeah. do have a lot of amazing riding. So Montana being really close, um, Wyoming being really close. It's been a lot of fun riding in this area. 
It sounds like it. Now, what's your writing season? Um, generally, you know, we do get, we have four seasons, but our winters can, you know, bring different things. Um, last year wasn't too bad. So even in the winter, you will have days that you can ride. Um, you gotta, you know, obviously bundle up and that's, sure. you know, something that just to consider as you're riding. But I would say probably safely March, April into like later November is realistic we'll still have nice days going into november even though it gets much colder but we still have organized rides here in november um, wow yeah so cool well let's switch gears and talk a little bit about the business that you and your husband have it's intermountain custom design so it's actually it is his business you know okay. i just I just help him anytime I can, you know, I'm, I'm the opposite, not the office assistant. I am the shop assistant, but he does design a lot of um, products, anything steel, wood, you name it, we do it. Um, you know, recently he's really over the last couple of years, getting into making some amazing motorcycle accessories. Um, he does have a really cool poker chip holder or several poker chip holders that he's de designed over the last couple of years because there's continued, you know, you, you go to a dealership, you want to get a poker chip. And so yeah. he's really um, done a lot of work on that. And he's he also actually makes some custom parts for Harley Davidson motorcycles. So spacers, you know, you want your tank lifted. There's a spacer that you need to to get in. And so he has some of that on the side that he also manufactures when there's a need to it. License plate hold, holders, you, you name it. He he does kind of some of that, you know, oh. off the normal, you know. Yeah, the different stuff. Well, the pictures yeah, the that you sent me of the poker chip holders are beautiful. And yeah, yeah. I, that used to be something my ex and I used to get poker chips at every new Harley Davidson dealership mm -hmm. that we went to. And it got to where we just had a whole lot. And <laughs> we didn't know what to do with them. So we did finally, you know, end up buying something, but, um, but not like this, this is very cool. <laughs> and if he could customize this center, you yeah. know, I think that's really neat. Is that, um, did he burn that wood in the center? So it's actually something that is hand painted. Oh, okay. So he does, um, he does actually, yeah, it's custom. So he designs it. So if you have something specific, you want it in the center, he will design that for you. It's actually on a CNC machine that he uses to do that. Um, and then he paints it in for the contrast. He also kind of does a wood burning effect on the board just to give it a little bit, you know, different texture. Yeah. And then on the frame, I think I sent you one with a metal frame. And the cool uh -huh. story about those is the metal frame are actually um, the the um, pieces of metal that come from it's the crates that the Harley Davidson motorcycles come in. Oh, so cool. he actually repurposes those. Yeah, because once once it comes shipped, you know, it's not reused. I know it seems crazy, but they're not reused. So oh. he repurposes those for for those frames. So that's kind of fun. So it's actually yeah. something, you know. Yeah, cool. I came off that. a Yeah, very cool. Yeah, and they hold a lot of chips, which is nice. Yeah, some of the ones that I was looking at held like twenty, and this <laughs> is a whole lot more. So yeah. that's awesome. Very cool. If somebody wanted to buy one. Can where can we share a, a link somewhere, or do they call you or? Yeah, absolutely. So he does have a Facebook page, Intermountain Custom Designs with an S, and yeah, I mean, find us, chat us up. He's done, you know, 
various different versions of what they look like. If there's a specific amount of number that you're looking for, you're like, you know, I have hundreds of them. You know, he may come up with a bigger design just because, you know, we want to make sure it makes sense for what you need to. I think that's important. Very cool. That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll definitely share his website, his Facebook page and um, yeah. Cool. Maybe send you some people. That's awesome. Well, let's go back to writing. So okay. since you're up there much closer to Sturgis than I am, have you ridden over to Sturgis? Yes, I've been there twice, loved it every time and yeah. planning to go back next summer. Yes, absolutely. Um, just there's just so much to explore, so much to see. I just love the feeling when you get there and you are just around people that are like minded. I think it's just a different it's a totally different vibe than, you know, any other place. And so if you haven't gone there, I would definitely say it has to be on your bucket list. Probably one of the safest places I've ever been at. I mean, yeah. it's just one of those things where you go and and the, the two times I have gone, I have gone with a, a girlfriend of mine. And so it's just, yeah, amazing riding. It's just, yeah, the, the whole vibe of the place, the bikes, you know, the good food. Yes, there's good food there. Um, it's just, yeah, feeling you can't explain it. You got to do it. I've been once, and as you suggested, I have, I have said it on air, and I will say it again, that we are going next summer. I will be there, um, hopefully, at the, at the um, Buffalo Ship. I've got to talk a little bit to, to them, but um, yeah, I'm excited and we'll do some sort of a meetup and um, and ride lots and lots. So. Oh, we got to yeah, get I'm together. It's, that's a, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. We got to get together. That would be so amazing. And what I'm hoping is that after that, I can take the long way home and go through in Montana and then come over and see you and go up to Washington and then down the coast and around and and maybe go back to North Carolina at some point. But yes. we <laughs> yeah. should totally, Erin, we should totally plan that because that's that kind fun. of, again, that's anytime we go, we, we try and figure out a cool way, a different way yeah. just to see new country, right? And right. there's just so many roads that we haven't explored. But what I would say to you, there is one road that I would always suggest. Um, it's it's Highway 296. It's called the Chief Joseph Highway. It goes through um, Yellowstone. So it goes into Montana, goes through Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. It also connects you to Beartooth Pass. It's got to be on your list because yeah. you're going to ride through some country that you can't even, honestly, I can't describe it. I can't explain it. It's just you have everything from mountains to meadows to rivers, you know, tree, forests. It's just unbelievable. And then obviously, you know, the animals, once you get closer into Yellowstone, but just beautiful riding. So put it on your bucket list. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may just take all next year and just go ride. That would be really I, Hey, I'm all for it. I'm I with you. I would love that. <laughs> I would love it. So do you have a bucket list ride or a bucket list rally or a bucket list country you want to go ride? Um, you know, I think Canada is definitely on the list. So we were actually going to do Canada this last year. 
and then kind of decided, you know, with COVID still lingering, we're like, eh, is that going to happen? And so we had planned this Colorado trip that we just ended up doing here in August um, instead of it because we hadn't done Colorado on the bike. Mm-hmm. But um, Canada, absolutely beautiful yeah. country, Vancouver. Um, you know, I've been there in my car. I have not written it, but definitely going into Canada is on the list of having having to have happened in the next couple of years. So that's for exciting. Sure. Yeah, that'll be fun. Talking about new riders a little bit. Um, I would definitely say, you know, yes, the course that is for me, that's not even a question. Take a writing course. I think that's super important. You are going to learn something. I promise you that money is well spent. The other part that I think people forget about, and and I can talk, you know, I can talk about this a little bit because I happen to be married to a mechanic and we talk quite often. Use your mechanic get to know your mechanic, get to know the person that works on your bike. They have so much knowledge and ideas and just good information. I would even say before you go out and and buy parts for your bike, you know, say you want to go to a 21 inch wheel or apes or whatever it is. Um, go talk to your mechanic and say, hey, um, thinking about doing this, what is it going to do to my bike? What is it going to do to my riding style? Does it make sense that I go this direction? You know, if I'm long distance riding or if I'm in town riding, whatever it is that you're doing is use that person and use it almost kind of as a sounding board to help you. Um, you know, it is most of mechanics have to do test rides on their bikes once they complete their service. And so they have potentially written hundreds, maybe thousands of bikes, right? Yeah. So they have the insight. They will tell you, um, you know, here's what it's going to do or here's what you got to think about if you end up buying that or doing that. So I think it's kind of an untapped resource. Don't be afraid to ask any questions, really. Um, I've you know, done that even in the past before I had known my husband, I would go in and I would ask those questions, you know, what is this going to do to my riding? Am I going to be comfortable for five, six, seven hours on the bike? So definitely tap into that. It's a free resource. Might as well use it, right? And I honestly believe most mechanics would appreciate that, you know, that's their trade. They take a lot of pride in that work and they have a ton of insights. So Use it. Don't be afraid. No, that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, any kind of advice like that on the bike, I mean, that's how you learn is Mm -hmm. finding out, you know, what others have gone through. You don't want to have to, oh, no, 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 I'll wait until it happens to me kind of thing. You know, (laughs) it's like, okay, well, tell me, tell me so I know what to do or, you know, what to look for and how to keep that from happening. So, yeah, yeah, makes sense. All right. We keep it real. You have a couple of whoopsies you'd like to share. Oh, absolutely. Whoopsies is what it's all about. So (laughs) I am pretty lucky. I I think you had one, you know, you interviewed a gal and I I was just, I honestly was hysterically laughing because she said, I bought five or six because I knew that I was going to, you know, have this happen to me again. So instead of buying one mirror, I bought five or four or five mirrors, which honestly, I totally get it. 
all of my whoopsies honestly happened while I was parking, which seems really odd too, right? It's one of those things where you think you have it all under control. You've written, you know, three, four, five hundred miles, just safe, and you get to that destination and boom, here it happens. And so my first whoopsie was actually, I was riding my bike to work. Um, again, you know, backed in, I thought I was good to go. And the um, the parking lot was just recently paved and they had put in the new stripes, you know, the stripes on the side. And so I was too close to one of the stripes, which had a little dew on it this morning. And literally my foot just slipped out under me and in in slow motion. I wish I, there would have been a camera on the parking lot because you can see me holding on to the bike. going no, no, no. Oh. And, you know, laid down the bike and so yes, that has happened. Um, actually, something very similar on our trip, um, Colorado, we we got to an Airbnb, which was on a sloped hill. And I, for some reason, I thought I could make the small little loop to get myself backed up. And I, I had committed and I gone into it and I'm thinking, what am I doing? You know, you're not going to clear the sidewalk. What are you even thinking? And it was too late and very similar scenario. I, I held on to the bike and I went, no. And oh, no. It went. <laughs> so, yeah, so they were all kind of these slow motion falls. So it would have been kind of fun to see them actually in action. Uh, yeah, but it's going to happen. You're going to have them. And you know what? It's okay. It's that there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's just part of the, if, if they don't happen, then you're not writing enough. Honestly, that's how I feel is like, go out there. Um, if, you know, I hear a lot of women talking about their driveways and having to go into gravel. I mean, it can happen anywhere. Sure. It can. Yep. Mine happened in gravel. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I learned. I just stay away from gravel. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I gravel is hard. You know, I still kind of have that feeling. Oh my goodness, should I really get into it? Now, um, the experience riding through the mud in Colorado have given me a whole new level of gravel. Gravel's okay. Try and ride through mud because the feeling I had riding through mud intensified by a thousand. So what's the trick? What's the trick to ride through mud? You know, it's really steady pace. Um, so steady pace, don't slow too much because you've got to have the momentum to get through it. This mud was pretty wet. Um, so there was a lot of sliding. So, you know, it was just kind of like keeping yourself like as calm as you can in that situation. But really it's about the momentum and not going too slow to where you like at that edge of falling over. Yeah. You have anybody you want to shout out to? Say hi to? Um, you know, definitely um, my best friend, one of my best friends, Karma. I ride with her. We've we've gone through a lot and she's been my riding partner this entire time. I, you know, she's been just so amazing to ride with. I just love her. And, um, you know, even on this last ride going through Colorado, she was just there on my side, even through those, you know, Troubled times where you're stuck on the side of the road and she was just encouraging. So definitely her. Of course, my husband, because, you know, he does, you know, put up with me and all the craziness and supports me and and lets me do my thing. And I think that's the other message I have, you know, to the women out there is like, do your thing. Don't let anybody hold you back. Um, 
if if you want to ride you ride get on that bike you know go into a parking lot and practice do whatever it takes to do it there's no feeling like riding a bike there really isn't and if it's something that you've thought about if it's something that's in your mind that you're like well you know second guessing just go for it and and find people that support you so i think that's super important so yes my husband because he does support all that craziness that i have what's next for you what's your next trip you know um next trip so we're planning sturgis next year so we always do a big ride in the summer um that's definitely on the list um, we have some local rides that we do quite frequently. We're actually working, so I'll tell you under the radar, we're working on a women's motorcycle camp out here in Idaho for oh. next Labor Day weekend. Oh, we have, yes, we have the space, we have the campground, and where it's at, it's centrally located to where you're going to have access to some amazing rides. I mean, it's going to be... You know, if you want to do short rides, you're going to have access. If you want to do longer kind of day rides, you're going to have access to that. Mm -hmm. So working on that because we really don't have anything up here in this region. There is a larger kind of get together in Washington, but there really isn't anything up in the region that we are in. So we want to kind of start getting women together, getting women empowered, getting them together on a weekend and just having fun. So um, I'll, I'll post more about that once we get a little closer and have more okay. details, but excited. So yeah, if you're writing next year, maybe you need to come out, you know, just yeah. do a long after Sturgis month, hanging out in our region. There you go. Yeah. That'd be fun. Sounds like you've got a lot on your plate. Um, you know what? It's, I just love you know, I love connecting in the community. I love connecting with the biker community. Um, there's different people in that community and, and so much can happen uh, when you when you get a bunch of fun women together too. And so I think that's really important. And I think mm -hmm. it's also empowering, you know, being able to say, hey, you know what? I I rode three, four hundred miles to get to this this place and I hung out with a bunch of people. Um, I think that's, you know, it's an empowerment kind of thing, too. So keep empowering women and, and people in general just to do what they want to do and follow their hopes and dreams. I think that's really important and, you know, support that in any way we can. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. It was so awesome talking to you, Erin. It was so fun. It has been fun. I'm glad that you listen. I'm glad that you are constantly riding and that your bike is better. So <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to run into you guys in Sturgis. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Me too. Yes, we definitely need to, we definitely need to stay connected. We'll definitely touch base. Yeah. Um, and honestly, any woman, if oh, any woman, anybody that's going to come out riding this direction, um, please, I mean, contact us. We'd love to connect. We, we, you know, if you have questions about this area, you know, where to ride, where not to ride, you know, get a hold of us. We, right. I would love to connect with people because that's the other part is, you know, helping others to, you know, maybe get through the state or get to see 
um, some of the amazing areas that we have here. I think that's what's been really helpful for me is like having other, you know, women in other um, states just kind of say, hey, you know, you should try this when you hear basically what you're asking, you know, yeah. your listeners like, yeah. um, you know, where do you ride? What do you do? I think that's really helpful. You know, that way you know where to go. That's, you know where to find the, the fun and good stuff. Yes, absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me. And I just, I'm so glad that you reached out and I'm glad to see you doing what you're doing. It's, yeah. it's encouraging and, and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So. Right back at you. Keep doing <laughs> what you're doing. You're making, you know, you're changing people's lives and that's, that's just a huge impact. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep talking to people and, you know, inspiring people to get out there. Thank you. I will. All right. Well, we'll meet up soon. Okay. You be safe. You too. Bye, Erin. Bye. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to check the show notes for more information, websites, and coupon codes. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram or Facebook at Sassy Biker Sisters. Until next time, stay safe and stay sassy.